0: and welcome to this episode of the Telewalk Heaven Words Podcast. I'm Father Stanislau and I'm so privileged. I feel so privileged that I have an opportunity to break open the word with you. This week, of course, we take another step in our journey, and uh, hopefully you too will feel inspired to welcome the word and respond it by saying yes and putting it into practice in with your in your life. Let's open our hearts and mind as we begin with with a prayer.
1: Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law, upon love of you and of our neighbor, grant that by keeping your precepts, we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Yes. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You two go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you two go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had steered started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, my friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. As disciples of Jesus, we take another step that allows us to grow more and more in the awareness of who we are, disciples of Jesus, and move closer and closer to God. But this Sunday, the Liturgy of the Word helps us to understand that we have to take these steps. The journey that we are on must be done as Jesus we become disciples of Jesus by becoming more and more like him. St. Paul tells us today, he says, quote, for me to live is Christ and that is gain. Life itself, the way we live life, must be Christ. That's why we are baptized in Christ too, so that we can rise with him. That's why we, at the sacrament, during the sacrament, we receive Christ in order to become Christ. We receive at the Eucharist the body of Christ in order to become another Christ. So let's keep in mind that the process of sanctification, the process we are on, the, the plan that God wants to achieve is to turn it more and more into another Christ. That's why we are the body of Christ. All the parts of a body are parts of the same reality. And that's something that we want to reclaim as our own and make sure that we always keep in mind that Christ is not only part of our life, but he must become, he must become our life. Now, in the case of Paul, as he's writing to the Philippians, he's in, uh, under house arrest. He's arrested and he doesn't know whether or not he lives, he will live. And um, if we read the book, we know that something else happened. You have to keep coming and we will find out together. So uh, he says, for me, death is gain. It's gain because guess what? If I die, he says, I'm gonna be with Christ. And if we follow what I want, he says, that's what I want. Because being with Christ is the fulfillment of our lives. We desire to be united with the one who loves us so much. We call that going to heaven. But what is going to heaven? is being united with God. And we can only be united with God as Jesus. So, but he says, if I think about myself, I want to die, I want to be with Christ. But I'm thinking about you and therefore I pray that I can stay a little bit longer so that I can help you become saints as well. What an incredible statement and what an incredible understand teaching for all of us to how to live our lives. Always looking at things in the way God wants us to do them. He says in fact, that we all must live our life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. We can only do this journey if we live according to the gospel of Christ. And that's what we have been trying to do every single week, every single day. And if you remember, we had been struggling with some very strong statements that Jesus gave to Peter the, just minutes after. Jesus called Peter to be the rock upon which his church would be built. You remember, when Peter removed Jesus from the others and said, no, you are not going to be that kind of Messiah. You're not going to be arrested, tortured, and killed. I'm going to tell you what kind of Messiah you're going to be. And what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan, because you're thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. And now we, we are reminded of this in the first reading when we hear that God, God's way, God's thoughts, God's understanding is completely different than ours, completely different. But that is the way we need to uh, engage. That's the way we want to learn because that's the way we can use to become followers of Christ. So what are we learning today? What is the gospel gonna teach us? And what is the challenge for us more and more to think as God does and not as humans do? Well, Jesus gives us this incredible parable that if we look at as human beings think, it's absolutely horrendous. And we will find out that sometimes we have the very same challenges. I have the same challenges as those guys in the parable. But anyway, let's go from the beginning. Jesus says a parable. So that means that it's already a story in which one element is so twisted that it will make us go, what are you talking about? But that's the only way we can learn that God doesn't think like us. And it begins by saying, the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom is where God acts. It's not just the kingdom that is about to come, but it's already here. And the kingdom of God follows rules that are completely different than human rules. So we are in for a surprise, right? So let's see. And he said that the kingdom of God is like the landowner who has a vineyard, that he must be a very large vineyard. Now, this guy cares so much about the vineyard, that he is so engaged in the care of the vineyard that he goes out to recruit workers for the dealer, he doesn't send his foreman. We know he has one because he shows up at the end of the parable. He goes out and he doesn't really care that that's not really proper for the landowner to do the job interview, the recruiting. Imagine a CEO that does the job interview for someone who is working for the first time ever in his life you know, as data entry or whatever. It's just kind of weird. It's a waste of time, isn't it? But not for this guy. He cares for the vineyard so much that at dawn, he goes out and starts recruiting. And he engages them and properly sets a contract. You come and work, and I'll give you the daily wage. I'll give you what is right. Behind the word daily wage, there is actually the word denarius which is the name of the coin. It's a silver coin that it was um, enough to pay for feeding your family for a day. And families back there were very large. So it's a good coin. And that's what they agreed. So I'm pretty sure they went, we made it today. And they, off they go to the vineyard. But what does the, the, the landowner do? Well, he goes out again several times throughout the day. And he says, you come and work, and I'll give you what is just. Doesn't say what. He says, I'll give you what is just. They go. They also enter into a contract, and they go. Now, it's 5 o'clock. Remember, these people don't have lights. So the workday ends around 6 o'clock, because the sun sets. And there is nothing else you can do. You have to go home. Five o'clock, he's still out there, goes to the marketplace, to the square, and go and see people. He says, what are you doing here? Well, we didn't find anybody hiring us. So hope is always the last to die. So they are there, have not given up, and he says, go. Go in work, and I'll give you what is just. Now the time comes, and that's the best part of the parable. It's payment time, right? You know, the, the paycheck is coming. How can you, you know, you already almost taste that coin, that, all that you can buy, and uh, all right. And the, 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 the landowner says to, to the foreman, call them up so that we can pay, but start with the last one. Well, come on, you know that it's not right but he obviously wanted the first one to learn something about how the kingdom works they come and each get guess what one coin imagine the joy of these people we only worked an hour and we had the full day wage that's pretty awesome so of course the first one comes and says we're gonna get a bonus has to be because just justice demands this. We work the whole day. And what do they get? The very same coin. And of course they grumbled. Wouldn't you? I would. In Italian. But I would. Hopefully they won't understand me. But I believe God speaks Italian too. So, So, what happens? They said, "Well, why are you giving them the same as us?" Ah And that's how humans think, and not as God does. What is the point of the parable? The point of the parable is that Jesus, the landowner, was able to see things that obviously those guys were not able to. And in fact, the landowner says, "What's a problem? Did I not agree to give you?" this amount of money. Am I giving you less? No. So you're getting exactly what we agreed. Are you envious because I'm generous? And in the first reading we hear that God is generous in forgiving. So we sometimes grumble, don't we? I know I do sometimes when I even think that those guys are just as forgiven, as loved by God as our tribe, we tend to, in a very human way, we tend to think in terms of tribes, in terms of my group, that must be better than your group, because we are the guys who, dot, 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 right? And the parable is teaching us to stop thinking in this way. When we think that only we deserve to be forgiven, only we deserve to be getting the the coin, we deserve to have God's grace, over and against those other guys. Those other guys should have something granted, but not as much as we, right? Because, oh, dear Lord, we come to church every Sunday. Now imagine, how it would work if I would say, well, I come to church every day, so in heaven, I should have a, a seat closer to the Father, to God. So I want to enjoy the, the angels playing the harps and things, you know, and I don't want anybody sitting sit in front of me because I come to church every day, and it's about merit, right? How many prayers we say, how many masses we go to. Isn't that what it's all about? And then, of course, well, you come once a week, so you're going to get a couple of back. How about that? And who's going to be at the very bottom, you know, at the very back? Maybe the people who just come Christmas Easter. Do you think it's fair? Come on, there must be some kind of justice system that allows me to be rewarded because I come to church every day. I'm joking. I'm not thinking in this way. But you, sometimes we think in terms of merit that I deserve more because I do more. And in the kingdom of God, what is valuable? What is the landowner thinking? The dignity of every single person who is there in the marketplace. You know, if they didn't get hired, the the kids would not be eating that day. Okay? We think in terms of what am I going to Why am I not getting what I deserve? But we're getting what God has given us, told us that we're going to get in heaven, there are no seats. I checked it out. I don't know, I just made it up. But you know, there, are, there is no, the system is completely different. But what God is after is the respecting the dignity of every human being. Even when he goes at five o'clock and he invites the people to go and work only for an hour, he doesn't say, you know, guys, it's way better that I'm gonna give you the coin, you just go home and keep warm and well fed. Right? No, He gives them the chance to do something with their lives. Because work, we work not only for the paycheck but for the dignity that comes by working. So God is incredibly respectful of the dignity of every single human being, in spite of what time they go to work. What about us? We sometimes follow fall into this tribal mindset that me and my group, my people are going to be better than yours. We deserve more than you. This is the opposite of being Catholic. Catholic means universal. But then we turn Catholicism, Christianity, into a tribal religion. And we start fighting with other tribes with other groups because I had to prove to you that my group, my people are better than your people. We are right, and therefore you're wrong. Where did we get that idea? Where did we get that idea? Isn't it interesting that some people are out there, they want to defend the faith, and they are defending the faith by doing exactly what Jesus told us not to do. How credible do you think we are becoming as a, as, a, as a religion? We need to defend the faith by doing exactly what Jesus tells us to do and prove to them that what Jesus tells us to do indeed changes our lives, indeed allows us to experience salvation. Remember that the word salvation has something to do with being healthy, being whole. And that's what the world wants to say. And it begins by acknowledging before God, my own, our own dignity as a child of God and start working our way out with our families, respecting people, their point of view. We, we, we learn that our identity as a child of God cannot be touched, cannot be harmed. So we don't have to be aggressive. Somebody disagree with us? What did Jesus say? Love your enemies. Let me give you a hug. Well, right now it's, it's a bump. But, okay, let me love you more and truly. That's how we witness that the faith is true. Not by fighting, that's not what Jesus told us. And then we expand the circle of love and respect to other people, our neighbors, the, the online, caring for people who are suffering in spite of if they agree with us or not. That would allow us truly to enter into the mindset of God and witness to all people that God loves us to death. And only when we enter into the mindset of the cross, we understand what it means to live a life as Christ in the world. As we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that He is revealing Himself to us as a loving Father who is reminding us that we are all His children, all His children. And therefore, he's telling us today, live the life of Jesus so that you can truly be yourself. You understand what it means to be loved, and as loved, you love. As we learned last week, as forgiven, we forgive. And only this way we will be able to lift each other up and help the Holy Spirit to renew the face of the earth.
0: I hope you felt inspired by the word and empowered to respond properly i wish you well and i ask you to continue to pray as i always do to pray for all of us involved in the ministry of the word as we continue to pray for you as you listen and receive the word so that together we can put it into practice and move closer and closer to the father god bless and i'll talk to you soon bye bye